Romans chapter 8 and verse 37. Romans chapter 8 and verse 37. Love wins. Love wins. Romans chapter 8 and verse 37. It says, Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Hmm. Let's go on. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor old technology, nor new technology, nor old plots or new schemes, nothing, no heights, no depths, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from this love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Can you give me a couple of options in terms of versions? Thank you. So what do you think? With God on our side like this, how can we lose? If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? And who will dare tangle with God by messing with one of God's chosen? Who will dare even to point a finger, the one who died for us, who was raised to life for us, is in the presence of God at this very moment. The message is making us read more verses. All right. Stick it up for us. Do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? There is no way, not trouble, not hard times, not hatred, not hunger, not homelessness, not bullying threats, not backstabbing, not even they killing us in the cold blood because they hate us. We're sitting ducks, they pick us off one by one. None of this, none of this phases us because Jesus loves us. I am absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or dead let's go on nothing living or dead angelic or demonic today or tomorrow i or low thinkable or unthinkable absolutely nothing can get between us and god's love because of the way that jesus our master has embraced us remember every version of this scripture insists that the love of god has revealed in christ is inseparable, indestructible, indescribable. Do you have one more for us? One more? One more? So now I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. Absolutely nothing. I am convinced that his love will triumph over death, life's troubles, falling angels or dark rulers in the heavens there is nothing in our present or future circumstance that can weaken his love just say this i am secure in his love i need you to say it and to mean it i am secure in his love i am secure in his love i am secure in his love yes i see the arguments is it the end is there another pandemic is there the, the, the unleashing of the evil one, the, 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 the unveiling of, of the son of perdition? It says nothing in the present or in the future. I am secure. Come on, say it again like you mean it. I am secure in his love. Glory to God. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13. 
I am secure in his love. Wow. The thought of it, the, 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 Colossians 1.13 He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us, translated us into the kingdom of the son of his love. Hmm. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Verse 15 He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. The Im I want you to remember this scripture. He is, that's Christ is the image. Christ is the visible representation of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for illumination this morning. We are forever changed. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. The love of God is our discourse, the love of God. We are secure. I, I, this is not my plan to start. But I just need you to say this again. I am secure in his love. There is nothing. 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 There is no one. There is nothing. There is no one. I am secure in his love. I don't know if you are grasping this. The one who loves you knows your past. And he still decided to love you. He knows your present. He sees your efforts. He sees how faithful you are. He sees you waking up every morning. He sees your commitment. He still loves you. He sees tomorrow. He sees your doubts and your uncertainties. He sees you trying to, 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 to keep up. He sees you stuttering. He sees you sleeping. He sees you is there raising you again. And then he still loves you. He's not reducing his love based on the reality of tomorrow that he knows. He still loves you. He still loves you with the fullness of his love. What a God. I am secure in his love. I am secure in his love god the creator of the heavens and the earth is love if you are writing i want you to write that down the word love has been bastardized um and let me just say this quickly this is not a relationship dimension love although it is an opportunity to learn from the purest dimension of love and now it applies to our other human expressions. And by God's grace, the last Sunday in this month, we'll be talking about your love walk. The victory of the believer. The ultimate victory of the believer is mastering your love walk. Walking in love. Please don't miss it for anything. Romans chapter 1 verse 19 and 20. God who is love has constantly ensured that his love is communicated to this creation that he has made in his own image the father now now listen to me everybody you see man woman boy girl black white irrespective of your tongue tribe color has been made in the image of god they have a deposit they have a, they, they have a a, a design by God's design, all right, for them to come to a knowledge of that love. The biggest goal of the enemy is to convince each and every one of us. For those who have had a picture of what that love looks like, it will make us doubt it from time to time. And for those who don't even know what it looks like, for them to never come to the point 
where they believe that God loves them. Follow me. Follow me this month. We are playing bricks this first installment. All right. And one of the biggest lies that the enemy has sold to a generation is that you cannot build your life on a God that is so inconsistent. So the intellectual tag for the God of the Bible is that the last thing it can be is a God of love. They, they now begin to pick passages and say, how can your God who is so loving send these people to destroy this nation? How can your God who is so loving, you know, there, were, there was killing of women here. There was killing of kids here. How do you explain that? And they use intellectualization to enhance their blindness just to ensure that they do not see the God of love. What they are seeing is the letter. And that letter is enforcing an agenda which is anti-love. But there is a spirit that unveils the fullness and unravels the dimensions of God's love. That you, feel, you flip from cover to cover. And all you see is a God that loves you. A God that loves you. Romans chapter 1 verse 19 and 20. He says, because what may be known of God, if you have a physical Bible, I want you to circle this. This is a very deep statement. What may be known of God. All right. It means that of God, <laughs> I don't know if you are seeing this. There is, a, there is a window of knowledge of God that is permissible on this side of eternity. There is a window. There is a dimension of it. And that window God has made it available to us in three levels. And I said, you can pick lessons from this purest form of love for other dimensions of love. God has made it available in three levels. I'm going to tell us about those three levels. The number one level is in clues. Clues in creation. Clues in creation. The level two is words spoken by the prophets and the law. And number three is a complete unveiling of the fullness of himself and that is how love works that is how love works it starts by initial clues you can bring this and import this i'm trying to avoid making this a relationship uh, man woman love conversation but we can't fight it because the standard even for that is as christ loved the church as christ loved the church that which may be known of god is manifest in them for god has shown it to them Verse 20, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So that they are without excuse. So the biggest excuse of intellectuals, the biggest excuse of my progressive generation is that there's too many inconsistencies. It doesn't add up. I can't accept the fact that he's a God of love. Except, except that you have not seen the full picture. You've not seen the full picture. You've not seen the full picture. The first level, he gave us clues in creation. Clues in creation. We look at the stars. We look at the sun. We look at the moon. We look at the seas. We look at the ocean. The very last thing anyone who has anything can conclude is that these things are just a random event that came to being. There is a deliberate, intelligent design of a loving father who puts all of those things in place. He plays the stars there. He plays the moon there. You look at the flowers. You come out. Let me tell you. Hmm. 
God has hidden clues of himself in creation. Acts chapter 17, verse 21. Acts 17, verse 21. Acts 17, 21. For all the Athenians and the foreigners who were there spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. So these were intellectuals. These were people who were constantly progressive. They were constantly discussing the latest innovation, the latest ideas, the latest philosophies. And some of those philosophies and thoughts are still captured to this day, studied in some of the world's greatest institutions. And the Apostle Paul, standing before this highly cerebral, highly intelligent audience who are trying to make sense of the existence of an intelligent being deliberately refusing but also trying to make sense of it let's pick it from verse 23 from verse 23 addressing this 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 audience do, do they have it for us all right so why they try to to pick it up paul says <laughs> I was strolling in your cities and I saw a big sign that says to an unknown God. To an unknown God. And in my generation today, we don't say to an unknown God. You hear people say to, to Mother Earth, to the universe, to the great beyond, to the source, to the power. No, no, no. I do not acknowledge this intelligence. I do not reckon this love to something as, 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 as meaningless as Earth. What is Earth? What is mother universe? What is the source? What is the great energy? The God of the universe, the creator of the heavens and the earth, put deposits of his love in creation for us to unravel. He says, you call him an unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing him, I proclaim to you. Let me tell you, the biggest intellectuals, the biggest progressives of this world, all of us on this surface of eternity, we bow at an altar. Quote it anywhere. Atheists bow at an altar. The altar might be an unknown God. The altar might be no God. All right. But everyone eventually bows, worships something. Oh Lord my God. When I know some wonder, consider all. Can you bring the strings up a bit? The works thine hands have made. I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe displays, then sings my soul, my Savior God, I call you God, I know your name. Hey, you are not an alone God to me. How great thou art. How great thou art. How great thou art. Then sinks my soul, my Savior God, God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. I don't serve an unknown God, I don't serve Mother Earth, 
it's a new age philosophy let's call let's attribute his glory to another where he's eating clues of himself in creation he's eating clues of himself in creation everyone bows to an altar psalms chapter 19 verse 1 to 3 psalms chapter 19 verse 1 to 3 let me tell you even even mental health experts are beginning to recommend this same practice mindfulness when you wake up and you look at the stars beaming well you don't see the stars when you wake up you see the sun rays beaming you acknowledge there is a god he's made a bright day when it's winter and you see the snow and it's dark and you see the moon see there is a god he created this he sustains the world with the words of his power there is a God. There is a God. He loves me. He loves me. He's not giving up on his creation yet. He's not giving up on me. There is a God who loves me. He's put clues in creation. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day, utter speech, night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, no language where their voice is not heard. Creation, creation attests to the fact that God loves us. He's created these things for all. Those who recognize him, those who don't recognize him. Those who acknowledge him as God, those who don't acknowledge him as God. Let me tell you, don't write anyone off. Don't write anyone off. The worst persecutor today can be the greatest apostle tomorrow. I'm going to say that again. So when God is busy shining and shoveling and raining his love on someone who in your book is not deserving of God's love, leave them. The love of God knows what you don't know. His love extends, transcends. His love endures forever. His love endures forever. Sing praise. Sing praise. His love endures forever. His love endures. The love of a true God, not an unknown God. His love endures forever. Can you put John chapter 4, verse 23 up on the screen? We're going to pray shortly. John chapter 4, verse 23. To an unknown God. To an unknown God. But the hour is coming and now is when true worshippers will worship. The Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. Not a God who is made with clay. Not a God who is made from wood. Not a God who is made from bricks. But the living true God. Who receives true worship. Who receives true worship. It takes true love to worship. Because true love will place a demand on your time. True love will place a demand on your resources. And most importantly, true love will place a demand on your free will. True love will place a demand on your free will. Every robotic automated relationship is not love. It's amazing you find Christians say if Christianity required us to pray five times a day, maybe we also will be more fervent. What an indictment on his love and on his grace. I don't need to request for you to seek relationship with me five times. I want you. I want you. I want, I want you to choose me. That is love. 
love is a choice i want you to choose relationship with me not five times a day i want to invade your space his love endures forever his love endures forever his love endures forever is love level one god has placed key clues in creation for all to see level two god spoke he released words through the psalms through the prophets through the law constantly painting the picture of his love constantly painting the picture of his love hebrews chapter one verse one God who at sundry times spoke to the fathers through the prophets as in this time spoken through his son. Can, can you go on please? God who at various times and in various ways as in this last day spoken to us by his son whom he has appointed heir of all things through whom also he made the world. Alright, let's before we get to this time in verse 1 tells us he chose the prophets. He chose the prophets to describe an image. The, 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 the prophets were looking at a picture in part and they were coming to prophesy and describe. I don't know if you get what's going on here. The, 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 the best of the prophets that peeped into were not just those that told of future events, but those that prophesied about the coming of the Messiah. The embodiment, the epitome of God's love. They peeped it and they were describing it. Peeped it and they were describing it. They said, this love, this love will go any length for his own children. And in the shadow, in the shadow, we saw things that do not look like love, but those are actually things of love. Those are expressions of love. Love will go any length. Love will go any length for its own. In shadows and in pictures. Seen in the law and in the prophets. Romans chapter 3 and verse 21. Romans chapter 3 and verse 21. Level 1, clues in creation. Level 2, words revealed by the prophets, by the law, by the Psalms. Now, but now apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. So they also are testifying of the Father. A picture of the love of the Father has epitomized embodied all right embodied level one clues in creation level two words revealed to the law and the prophets level three god says now now it is time to get real with you seeing what my love really looks like i know i have clues in creation i know you can admire the flowers i know you can study and, and for those who are in the in the um design and innovation system you know that part of the popular thinking processes now is something called biomimicry biomimicry is experts studying systems in nature to learn how to reinvent for example the speed trains initially were having a lot of of fluid dynamics issues and scientists said what moves very fast across all those spaces and they went to study the creator clues in creation prophecies the law and the prophets and the psalms all pointing to one and then God says, you know what? Now I want to, to show you a fullness of my love. A fullness of my love. A fullness of my love. 
a fullness of my love luke chapter 9 verse 28 to 30 luke chapter 9 verse 28 now it came to pass about eight days after these sayings that he took peter james peter john and james and went up on the mountain to pray glory glory there's excitement bubbling up on my inside and he prayed the appearance of his face was altered it was transfigured it was transformed it was metamorphosed and his robe became white and glistening let's go on to the next verse and behold two men talked with him who were moses and elijah moses and elijah so god says come all creation Come all creation, your assignment now is about to come to an expiry and he took them to the mountain. He says, you represent, you represent all of the clues. I'm done giving clues now. It's time for a full revelation of my love. And he called the law. He called the law. He says, Moses, Moses, we have a meeting. Come over here, come over here. He called the prophet. He said, Elijah, are you going to show up? Elijah says, yes, sir. And then at the mount, they meet. And the mountains, nature bows. Glory to God. The law bows. Ah, the prophet bow and submit to grace. For we have seen his glory. The glory of the Son of God. We have seen his glory. And he said, this is an handover ceremony nature we submit to the full picture the law we submit to the full picture the prophets we submit the, the prophets are saying isaiah is saying if you read my prophecy and jesus says this is it then this is it ah, ah the law says if you read this thou shall not keep the sabbath this keep the sabbath that he says the sabbath was pointing to christ that is god's love epitomized creation creation pointing to him colossians chapter 1 verse 15. ah what a love what a love what a love what sort of god does this who are we that we're even deserving of this extent what are we he loves us <laughs> oh how he loves us and oh how he loves us <laughs> oh how he loves come on make it personal he loves me and oh how he loves me and oh how he loves me and oh how he loves child of God let this sink in you might not feel like it God loves you desperately he loves you des you, you might not feel like it God I'm going to say this again the fullness of his love is embodied in Christ he loves you desperately don't be afraid of the news don't be afraid of the forecasts God loves you desperately your father is heavily invested in you. I know when I say father, you're having flashbacks and pictures of your earthly fathers. But this father is even is not like the best of earth's fathers. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. 
you're a good, 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 good father. Who you are, who you are, who you are, and we're loved by you. Huh? Come on, let's go to Colossians. Hey, is this in your Bible? Colossians chapter 1 verse 15. This is the Passion Translation. It says, talking about Jesus, he is the divine portrait. He is the true likeness of the invisible God. So God says, I want to take a passport photograph. And then he poses before the divine camera. He adjusts himself. And when the camera clicked, what came out was Jesus. An epitome of the love of the father the true likeness of the invisible god and the firstborn heir of all creation let me tell you there are no inconsistencies in god you don't judge inconsistencies by the shadow you judge inconsistencies by the image and in this image there is a fullness there is perfection in this new image there is wholeness in this new image there is fullness in this image there is pure undiluted love in Christ there's pure love in Christ pure love in him pure love in him pure love pure love pure love in Christ I think we can stop here this morning next week by God's grace we will now break down the dimensions of his love ha let me tell you you are loved you are loved there's a song um, many of you know I'm, I'm not the very emotional type um, for all it's worth I think I was trained to be very tough I went to my elementary school was military can you imagine that who does that not even high school, elementary school. I went to a military primary school. I went to a military secondary school. And I don't look like it here. That's the old plan, right? For, for, for you not to see us coming. I'm just kidding. But there's a song that every time it comes on, it just breaks me down. It says, you came for someone like me and you loved me just as I am. Let me tell you, let me tell you, some of us are very easy to love. There's a song we used to sing on campus. You are so easy to love. You are so easy to love. For the Jesus in you, reaching out to touching me. Someone can please put the chat there and correct my lyrics. All right. Some of us are easy to love. You smile. You smile. You are just so angelic. All right. God didn't wait for us to have this angelic nature before he commended his love towards us. He says, wow, we were yet sinners. Now I'm wondering how you can get the devil to convince you that God has stopped loving you. The one who did not hold back his son for you. The one who shed his precious blood for you. How dare you accept that lie? He loves you. If there's anything you leave this service with, if there's anything you're constantly repeating this week, he loves me. He loves, he loves me more than I love me. He loves my family. He can take better care of my family. This is his church. I can't sweat or lose sleep over it. He loves us. He loves me. He loves you. Child of God, rest in his love. The epitome of God's love is Christ revealed. John 3, 16. They don't have to put it up on your screen because I know you know it. For God so loved the world and then he gave he gave if free will is out of the equation it is not love 
I want you to choose your response this morning. Choose your response this morning. Choose your response this morning. He loves you. Let it sink in. He loves you. He loves you. That detail you're trying to hide from him, he knows it, he sees it, and he loves you. Someone is saying, why don't you balance this message? Why don't you? I'm not in a hurry to balance this message. Right now, let it sink in that he loves me. He sees my inadequacies. He sees my struggles. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. He sees, see, hear me? He sees that battle with mental health. He sees that struggle with a sense of being worthless. But he loves you. The king, the monarch of the universe loves you. No other person needs to show you the affection you so much crave. It's fickle. It's fickle. The king of kings loves you. Let it sink in. It will go any length for you. See, but where has he been all the while? He's been there waiting for you to unravel and to realize his love. For as many who don't know that love, the invitation is right on the plate this morning. He loves you. He loves you. Receive his love. Receive his love. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. His love is shed abroad in our hearts by his Holy Spirit. He loves you. He loves you. There's someone here, I'm led by the Spirit of God to pray for you. You have an incapacity to love. You have an, let me rephrase that. You have an incapacity to have meaningful relationships because everyone around you is suspicious, including your pastor. I don't know if you're a member of KICC, but even if it is me, it's fine. There's healing coming. Everyone, you've just tried, you've tried, you've literally tried to give people the benefit of the doubt, but they just keep showing themselves as people. And you are like, well, I know God loves me, but these humans, I can't deal. <laughs> When you have a revelation of his love, you will know you can deal. You can deal. There is a higher level. There is a higher level. I want to pray for you. There's so much hurt in your heart. It's been there for a while now. There's so much hurt in your heart. It's been there for a while. The Spirit of God says you can let go. You can let go. He says his grace, his love is available for you. He says you can let go. I know you were hurt. Not once, not twice. You've been repeatedly hurt. Repeatedly hurt. I see a young man. I see a young man fighting the tears right now. I see a young man fighting the tears right now. You hate to hear the word father. That's your, that's your issue. You just hate to hear the word father because it triggers some very bad vibes. You try to live a life that is bubbly, but you just hate to. People see, and this is, thank you, Jesus. This is where it gets annoying for you. People see your dad and they call him a great dad, but it pains you because you know how he has hurt you. This is a specific word for someone. The Lord says there's healing. Let ease on love invade your heart there's healing thank you jesus ah thank you jesus the work is done i have really released the work is done healing is flowing healing is flowing healing is flowing from the springs of love healing life emanates to that one emanates to that one there's someone else 
you are constantly almost every six months it's like a cycle every six months you're constantly praying concerning the same issue father help me you are so sure you've let go but it's like a, it's like there's a there's a stop clock like there's a stop clock and the moment it's another six months there is a trigger and 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 on an unveiling of that wound a repealing of the wound and it pains you afresh there's healing in the room there's healing there's healing this morning there's healing he loves you he loves you he loves you he loves you thank you jesus father for as many who want to receive your love this morning whether for the first time or those who need healing a dimension of healing i pray for your spirits to take over their hearts your spirits to do a complete work in them. Let that healing be complete. Let that deliverance from shame, from sin, from guilt be complete. As these ones believe the perfect work you did by the unveiling of your son. Thank you, gracious Father. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at kicccanada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you're a champion. God bless you.